0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
1: What hoppity is. What is. <laughs> <Hum-bud-a. laughs> <Hum-bud-a. Yeah>, <laughs> uh, they always say that if the weather channel is in your town, It's not a good thing. No. And the reason I bring this up is because the Weather Channel is in Pete Bellotti's town right now. Really? Long Beach, New York. Uh Uh-oh. They're reporting live from Long Beach, Pete. That's where you live. (laughs) This is because of Hurricane Jose that is stirring up the Atlantic Ocean and could cause some... Major issues with the, the surf around Long Island. So come on, Jose, quit tripping. Are you far enough away from the water, Pete, where you're not gonna have issues or what? Well, we're right on the boardwalk. Ooh. Ooh. But damn. we are like
0: on the sixth floor. All
1: right, that's good. All right. So
0: that's not an issue. I saw some erosion last night. Yeah. So I don't know what is gonna happen today. But Will you
1: take in refugees that are on the first and second floor of oh. your place? Will yeah. you welcome <laughs> them into your sixth floor abode
0: If we like them, yes. Okay. If
1: we like them. And if you don't, you're going to let him drown.
0: No, I'm just going to tell him to go to the third floor. Okay. All right. All right. Very good.
1: So that's not like. a good thing. If we like them, yeah. <laughs> Come on in. Oh, uh, it's, it's not, not funny, man.
2: you drowning.
1: All this stuff is not funny. No, all these damn storms. They just show the globe and you got storms
2: all over the dang place.
1: Yeah, and this Maria doesn't look like she oh, she's too. got anything good Come on, mind. About to whack the DR again. Yeah. And then it's turning up here, Ugh. up the East Coast. Hopefully What's it stays up? off into the ocean, man. but who the hell knows? Uh, who knows?
2: Storms, man. My, this ain't right. Yeah. Jose, now we're just supposed to get wind? It's yeah, some wind. rain by me. I mean, or I just don't... Just wind?
1: <laughs> because I'm uh, very, very short-sighted with... Uh, you know these things. I only concern myself with what how it's going to affect where I live. Of course. So be selfish, dude. Yeah, I think it's going to rain a lot near me. I don't think it's going to rain as much near you, but it's going to rain like two to three inches near me. Okay, throughout the day. Good. Today. Good. Sucks for you. Good nah, for me. Two to three inches isn't that bad. I mean, mm-hmm. considering what was it like fifty inches? I don't for want any. Harvey? I don't want any inches. None. Okay. I'm with you, but sometimes Zilch. sometimes you got to take it. Just watch the car. I do right. want any rain. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's getting on Ezekiel Elliott for not trying on interceptions, trying to make tackles after uh interceptions in the game against the Broncos. And you know, I knew this was a thing yesterday and I didn't really think too much about it because quite frankly, you know, in a game that's was was out of hand at that point, it wasn't as big of a deal to me, especially when the guy is as important to that team as he is. I can understand how it looks terrible. But if you're really thinking about the situation, who he is, mm-hmm. where he is in the play, I don't think that it it is, it is that big of a deal. What I do think is... You know, he there was a little bit of sulking going on there, right. which is an issue. I mean, it yeah. doesn't seem like he's got a lot of good coping mechanisms when it comes to dealing with adversity on the football field because he hasn't seen a lot of adversity on the football field. We all know about the issues he's been dealing with off. But on the football field, he's used to winning. So that would be a bigger overall issue for me. As far as not giving a lot of effort or any effort at all, those interceptions, big deal to me personally. But I'd love to hear your take on it because if you're out on the field – and one of your guys isn't trying on a particular play, I mean, does that really, really tick you off? That's
2: the the, the point that uh, everyone's trying to make here. And is, is this uh, an overreach? Are we overreacting? No, but to those guys in that locker room, you want to endear yourself to them. And we talk about this all the time, whether it's a quarterback, it's a new player at a particular position, it's a rookie. Uh, someone comes in there, and and you want to do all you can to make sure – Everyone in there knows that you have their back, and and they have your back if you're able to do that. So any chance you get to show effort, any chance you get to help a teammate out, uh, and especially when things aren't going your way, that goes a long way in enduring yourself to your teammates. So that's all I'm saying. That's all anyone is saying. You have to show hustle all the damn time uh, when things are going great, and when things are dismal like they were Sunday for the Cowboys, especially when you're one of the best players on the team. You set an example, and that was a bad example. He, he set the other day. He just looked like a guy who was soaking, who was uh, very upset that he hadn't been able to generate any offense. That happens from time to time, but you have to somehow get out of your, your doldrums and continue to fight. Even if you know it's a to complete, this thing is done. You're probably not going to win this one. Probably not going to get that hundred yards. Probably not even going to get ten yards. Uh, and I don't believe he did. So, But you still have to find a way to continue to show your teammates, show that coaching staff, show your fans that I don't quit. I'm going to continue to go out here and, and ram my head up in there and that offensive line, try to get some yards. If there's something that happens where there's an interception, I'm going to bust my butt to, to try to make a, a tackle. Uh, that's all you want. Even if you're not trying hard, at least appear, you want it to appear like you are. So that's the key. And, you know, if someone has been on a one and 15 team, 3 and 13 team, it's difficult to go to work each and every week.
1: But you have to do it. Let's listen to Jason Garrett talk about this issue with Ezekiel Elliott. One of the things that we preach to our team on both sides of the ball when there's a turnover,
2: everybody's involved. Uh, if you're an offensive player, you become a defensive player. On a fumble or an interception. And, uh, you know, Zeke is one of the most natural competitors I've ever been around. He loves to play, he loves to practice. And I think we've seen that through his first year playing. And those two players are not indicative of, of the kind of competitor that he was. And we have to get that addressed.
1: I'm a big believer that on those interceptions, I mean, I guess if it's the difference between a win and a loss, you have to do whatever you can. But with a quarterback, sometimes just get out of the way, especially your franchise quarterback. It really depends on the situation, but I would say eight times or nine times out of ten. I don't want the quarterback going after a guy and hurting himself. Is it that much different, though, when it's your star running back That's one of the best in
2: football? Yes, there's a big difference, and the quarterback normally is not the athlete that the running back is, and he's just in the way. And, and sometimes they just try to get in the way. and Maybe we can slow uh, the defender down who just picked me off or who scooped up a, a fumble. Same for kickers. Uh, unless you, who was that one kicker that go down and hit people? Was it was it Butler back in the day for the Chicago Bears? He go down and try to lay some some wood on uh, on uh, the, the kickoff return team. But this is not about a guy possibly getting hurt. You 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 played and, and guys have had. Thrown interceptions before, and you've tried to keep them from scoring. It could be a game-saving situation, where it's a fumble, it's an interception, and you want all hands on deck to try to stop uh, the, the, the ball carrier who's now on the defensive side of the ball. So this is not about injury. This is about helping your team out. You got offensive linemen; they're not that damn athletic, but they're out there trying to tackle the guy. What if you're a big left tackle? Tyson Smith goes down. Uh, then who's going to block for you, Ezekiel Elliott? So you want everybody involved, maybe not your quarterback so much, but definitely everyone else.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that when I hear Ladanian Tomlinson, he went off on Ezekiel. Yeah. When, when I hear that and I hear what you say, yeah, I mean, I it, it does change my mind on it a little bit. I just know as... As a fan watching the game, if I was a Cowboys fan or if I was someone who had stock in Ezekiel Elliott on some sort of fantasy team, I wouldn't necessarily want him to be going after guys, after interceptions in games that are sort of blowouts. But if it's going to have an impact on a team and you look around and you're trying your hardest and you look to one of your star players who's not and that's going to cause problems, especially in the drama-filled world of the Dallas Cowboys where every single week it's another story about something – then, yeah, that's that, that's certainly an issue. And I do believe that that's probably going to be the last of that that you're going to see.
2: Right, I- and, and what's the recourse for Jason Garrett? Nothing but a talking to. That's it. And he shouldn't have to give this talk. It should be veterans in that locker room. Uh, they should be talking. It should it'll be uh, someone like Jason Witten. Uh, it shouldn't be Jason Garrett. This is not his place to do this. Those guys who've been there for a while, who played in this league for a while, they should pull him aside. I mean, he can't do that again. That's a bad look and uh, we don't expect you to go down there and put a form tackle uh, on the the guy who just intercepted our quarterback, but we at least want to see you in the picture frame.
1: Yeah, and it probably resonates
2: more from his teammates. Right. I mean, it, I, it, should, it should sting more yeah. from his teammates, and you should feel bad, and, and, and you should feel poorly because you let your guys down. You didn't give effort. He did nothing. He looked – I know the one, he looked towards – where uh, the the ball came. It was 25, I believe, on this particular interception. I forget his name. Harris. It was Cliff Harris. Right. And Tlaib and, was the other one. Right. right. And, and, and he looked in that direction, and that was it. It was like, woe is me. You can't play like that, man. Come on.
1: Yeah. and Get I, on your horse. I think in any business, your peers telling you something is always going to hit home more. Yeah. At least that's the way I always felt. I mean, of course, you always – The people who are in charge, you have to have communication with them and and listen to what they want. You can't be in subordination all the time. But there's times where you say, okay, I'll do that because you're the boss and I have to listen to it, Um, but I don't agree with it. I'm just doing it because I want to keep a job or I want to keep you happy. Whereas when it's your peers, it's like, man, that's what they think of me? That's not good. That
2: sucks. You don't want to let your boys down. You're in that foxhole Essentially, with them each and every weekend, and they have to know that they can count on you, and you have to know that you can count on them. And any little riff could uh, could cause a a huger, you know, uh, fissure in that locker room. Yes. Yes.
1: Fissure. Yeah. That one, too. Man, isn't that sometimes, I'm not even going to bring that up. But, no, the the fissure thing. What about it? Is that that's usually a that could happen with a certain body part or? I'll really? tell you in the break. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's not good. Really. Yeah. I've, I've I am just
2: gonna go with the nuclear version. You know. Oh. Okay.
1: Fisher. But. Oh. Okay. Different. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. There's different meanings. Maybe different words we're talking about. Well, I'll we'll discuss in the break. And <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in the meantime, you are something. <laughs> well, I just that's what I, I thought of. I, okay. I'm just saying right. that's what I thought of. Uh, so I don't know what any of this means, and we're not going to put on Amy Dash today because it doesn't seem like we need her just yet. Um, but the judge denied the NFL's emergency stay request yeah. in the Ezekiel Elliott case, meaning he could still play. So we'll break that down. Easy. He's still playing. Right. He's not suspended. He still could be suspended this year. More likely it's going to happen next year, but he'll probably still end up being suspended because the NFL always gets their way.
2: Yeah. Well, there's there's we'll your see. legal correspondent. Eventually,
1: Wait. right, down the road. Yeah. Were. <laughs> Just always seems to work out that way. I could be a legal correspondent, right? You think? What does this mean? It means he's playing. Yeah. All right. Simple as that. Right. You, you put it in layman's term. We don't need the legal legalese. Auburn backup quarterback Oof. is no longer the Auburn backup no. quarterback. Sean White was arrested for public intoxication and then dismissed from the team. It was early Sunday morning. And he was arrested at 245 AM. Mm. So you really have to be messed up to get arrested for public intoxication, I think. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I can only speak from my own experience. I think when you're when you're just drunk and someone tells you, like, all right, you know, go home, get home safely, but then you're like Not listening and being loud and probably complaining to a police officer or being disrespectful. You really like I don't think you just walk around drunk and get arrested, you know? Or like maybe stumble or like look kind of glassy eyed and get arrested. You gotta really do something while you're drunk to get that public intoxication. That's just from my Thoughts, but maybe there's police officers out there just arresting drunk people for the hell of it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's how
2: they roll there in Auburn, Alabama, right? And this is not his first misstep. Remember, he was suspended the first ball game of the season uh, because of some things that happened. He and a couple other players there uh, at Auburn. So he has been in the doghouse uh, for a while now, and, and this now is the last straw for for Gus Malzahn. and uh you know hopefully the young man will get help if he wants to resume his football career maybe someone would give him a shot but uh you I, I would agree with you you really especially in a college town yeah where they see this all the time uh you really have to gone uh and, and done something completely idiotic for for them, the authorities to arrest you.
1: It's something I think is very interesting, but it's too deep for us at this point to discuss. But you know, when someone's young, like how early is it or how early should you get help if you're binge drinking like these college students do? Oof. Like, for, I'm let's see if I can put this in better terms. Like if I see somebody who's getting drunk every night in college at mm-hmm. 21 years old, mm-hmm. I don't think that that person's an alcoholic. I think that that person is a college student. That's just my thought. I'm like, okay, this person's a college student and every they're, night, they're living there a lot. Well, every night, well, drinking, drinking a lot. Let's put it that way. Maybe not every every night. Maybe that would be extreme.
3: Yeah.
2: But
1: someone who's out every weekend, maybe drink has a drink during the week. I'm just, I don't think. But I see someone at 40 years old. I'm like, this person's a mess. Mm-hmm. So, it's. I wonder if we take young alcoholism as seriously as we should as opposed to just chalking it up to this is a young, stupid kid who's going to figure it out.
2: If it's someone just doing it during the weekends like we all did when we were in college, and and, and if it's someone who doesn't handle it well, even at that young age, uh, and and are always in trouble uh, as a a college student, that should be a red flag. Maybe
1: alcohol... And I don't mix. Yeah, I just never thought, like, seeing all these partiers and stuff, when you're that age, it's like someone's funny, you know, unless they're getting in fights and getting arrested, whatever. But someone's just drinking like crazy, it's just like, oh, man, he just drinks like crazy, and he's yeah, a no, college no, we, kid. Right, you know, like, I
2: understand that. But then if, if you're getting in trouble during those weekend stints, yeah. that should signal something for you. Yeah. Maybe alcohol and I are not, we shouldn't be together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We shouldn't. Now, I we had a
2: teammate at, at, at Texas, and I don't know how the hell he graduated, but it seemed like every day, every morning, there was a case, an empty uh, case of Coors Light outside the door case. waiting to be put in the trash can. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's like he had one every every, every night. But he graduated. He's doing fine. Wow. Yeah. I guess Coors Light is basically water to him. Yeah, Some I guess Some people
1: so. are, have a different makeup. Different tolerance. Mm -hmm. Mary's in Boise, Idaho on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Mary.
0: Hey, good morning. How are you guys?
1: Good, Mary. How are you?
0: Well, I'm okay. It's early. yeah. But I have a question for Brian, and it relates to this whole thing about Ben McAdoo publicly scolding Eli Manning and also the idea of having your teammates back. And I'm a Packers fan because I grew up in Wisconsin, but I'm wondering... How do players feel when another player publicly rips into them the way Aaron Rodgers did into his center Sunday night when the guy snapped the football early? Do they resent that? Do they say, oh, he's Aaron Rodgers, I need to respect him and... And I'm ashamed that he had to call me out. I need to do my job better. Does it foster resentment and division on the team? How do players feel about that?
2: It can foster division on the team, and it can fracture that relationship between center and quarterback, one that you you want to have a, a pretty cozy relationship with uh, if, if you're the center and the quarterback because you guys are you, you, you're together all the time, hands and butt. Always together. So that, that depends on their personal relationship and, and how they have uh, gone about their business in the past. You know, maybe you can handle it coming from a future Hall of Fame quarterback, and maybe the way he heard it is differently in the manner in which we received that, that message. So it uh, just depends on that personal relationship between those two but ordinarily, you don't want a teammate calling out another teammate. In some instances, it's warranted, and it should happen. You're trying to send a signal uh, to to your, your homeboy. Listen, you know, I hate to do this in the press, but I, I think it's necessary considering what's been going on here. But if you have a good relationship, and, and, and sometimes even if you're having a good relationship, and something like that happens. Uh, you could be upset with each other, but you can get past
1: it, and you can talk your way uh, through uh, that particular situation. Yeah, I, I think it depends on where it's coming from, the the person and how much respect you have for that person, and also what the motivation is behind the comments. Like If, if Aaron Rodgers is upset at the guy because he wants to win and he, he's really passionate about that, mm-hmm. and he's, he yells in that situation because that's his motivation, then, of course, you can understand it. If he's yelling at the guy just because... Aaron Rodgers is in a bad mood, and he's taking it out on someone who didn't do anything wrong. That's a different story. But, yeah, and if it's a rookie who comes into the league and tells the center to go uh, blank in a hat, uh, that's a lot different than a guy who's won a Super Bowl and is regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Exactly. All right. Uh, Coming up next, one of the most bizarre stories you will hear all week, and we're going to dust off some of our favorite audio for a guest that we have coming up in 20 minutes, the great Takeo Spikes. Coming right back, Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. No, Kevin in this Youngstown.
2: Is, this is Le voice.
1: Yes, Kevin in Youngstown's with us on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Kevin? Hey,
2: good morning. Hey, 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 hey good, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, be, be brief, uh, yeah. Briefed, yeah. I'll
1: I'll I'll Take can as be much be time briefed. as you want. You'll be our yeah. last caller today.
2: Yeah. When you we're came gonna, in here, we're, you were crying. We're going to agree
3: to disagree.
1: Okay. But
3: I was listening, what you said about Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and the fumble right now, the way Cleveland sports has went, and our bad luck. If the Indians got the bench-clearing brawl, Corey Kluber, Carrasco, and our, our closer Andrew Miller, I don't even want them to watch it. That long joining <laughs> it. So don't have my back. We got it. So I disagree with you on that <laughs> Well, well
2: there certain people. Yeah, you stay out of this. We got this. You're right, but you can. How about just jog in the general vicinity of where the guy who just intercepted the rock or recovered the fumble? How about that?
1: You know what it reminds me of, Kevin? And I like when an outfielder doesn't turn around when a guy hits a home run, right? Like at least jog back to the wall and look up as opposed to just standing there and watch the thing fly into the upper deck, right? Is that sort of a type of analogy you could use? Nah, cause you can listen to a home run. Some of them you can hear. It <laughs> yeah, true, yeah.
2: You know that was gone. Forget least, about it. Don't at least even look try. back. Let yeah. me give you one more and I'll, I'll hang up.
1: Yeah.
3: You know that major league, I went to the little game Saturday, Indians and the Royals. That major league umpire that said he was being discriminated against. Angel
1: uh, Hernandez. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, nah, he ain't got no case. He's <laughs> a home plate umpire. <laughs> no, you, you just a bad
1: umpire. That's what yeah, it's it's gotten to the point, Kevin. It's great hearing from you. Yeah. And call again soon. It's kind to the point where there, I have not heard a positive thing about Angel Hernandez no. from anybody.
2: The best was the guy said um, the strike zone is counter
1: suing you. I mean. Oh my, he's horrible. Yeah. atrocious. I mean, Joe Tory's actually come out and said how bad of an umpire yeah. he is, and fans know. So it. how does he still have a job? It's a, it's a union, I guess. If you're it, that bad, I don't know. Wow, it's a fair question. Okay. All right, bogus. What's hey, going on, are you man? Sure you're yeah, out? yeah, 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 boy, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: telling you, boy. You boy. I, I, I look, look at this. Muscle Yes. What's
1: it, what are you doing? You Crossfit just... oh, you're not doing. No, cross-
0: not
2: CrossFit, Not CrossFit. CrossFit. He just he won't f- call it that. Yeah, but damn, boy, keep it up. Mm-hmm. You're lifted, doing all the weight
0: lifting. Yeah. Wow. Look,
2: looking sharp, all man. Right.
0: man Those 15-pound think... dumbbells, they go fast. <laughs> Mama likes it, huh? She does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. She's a
1: fan. What about your wife? <laughs> <laughs> Lukewarm. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: it's definitely our fault, mm. like always. So only 122 yards in the air for Matthew Stafford on Monday Night Football, but that was enough to get Detroit in the end zone when necessary against the Giants. Play clock at 5, Matthew leans in, he's got it, back to pass, Matthew, pressure comes, rolls right, sets, throws, end zone, got a man, caught, Eric Ebron,
1: touchdown Detroit Lions! Oh, Matthew made that happen with his feet, the pressure
0: came, he stayed alive, it got the Lions 6. Dan Miller on Lions Radio 2nd, touchdown pass of the night from Stafford at 5. Followed an Eli Manning pick, which negated a Stafford fumble. The Lions never trailed again. Jamal Agnew threw the knockout punch in the fourth with an 88-yard punt return score. The Detroit defense sacked Manning five times in the 24-10 final. Odell Beckham Jr. is injured left ankle, made their season debut. Four catches for 36 yards. Beckham, not yet fully healed. I felt all right. You know,
2: I, I don't really know a percentage. Um, still, just that last little bit of the game, but it'll come from, you know, another long week of rehab and all of those things.
0: The Giants play in Philly on Sunday. As expected, the Texas judge that lifted Ezekiel Elliott's six-game domestic violence suspension denied the NFL's request to unlifted. So the league now turned to the Fifth Circuit of the U.S. Court of Appeals. It asked that court to reinstate Elliott's suspension by 11 a.m. Eastern this morning or by next Tuesday at the latest. Clayton Kershaw had never allowed a grand slam and hadn't allowed a run to the Phillies in 32 innings, and then Aaron Altair stepped to the plate in the sixth last night. Here's the pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit
1: deep, way back to left, and that ball is gone! Grand slam into the scoreboard
3: porch in left. Aaron Altair has turned the game around.
0: That's Scott Franski on Philly's Radio Kershaw on the Dodgers losing in Philly 4 3. Kershaw had given up just five extra base hits the first 103 times he faced the bases loaded. The Brewers, a 3 0 win in Pittsburgh to climb within two games of the Rockies for the second NL wild card and three and a half games of the Cubs to top the Central. Colorado and Chicago were off last night. The Red Sox rallied for a 10 8 win in 11 in Baltimore. The O's led 5 0 and 6 1. And the Yankees held off the Twins 2-1 in a possible preview of the AL wildcard Card game. Aroldis Chapman's five-out save included leaving the bases loaded in the 8th. And maybe this matters to someone out there. Adidas has passed Jordan Brand as the number 2 sneaker company in the US wow. based on market share by dollars. Adidas went from 6.6% of the market to 11.3 over the last year while Jordan Brand stayed steady. In the mid nineties. Wow, that's
1: huge. boys, huge in sneaker. Huge, tall. yeah. Uh, there's a jogger in Colorado Springs who's pooping on people's lawns, wearing on, Adidas. Adidas. Yeah, <laughs> that's, come that's on. Why this skyrocketing. That's how so, they were able to track him, right? Yeah, and, and this is not the first time I've heard about this thing. There was a woman who ran around Pittsburgh who, in, in an affluent neighborhood, that would poop on people's lawns there too, and they actually had the same nickname for her, but instead of pooper it was the, her nickname is the mad pooper this one in Colorado Springs and they used to call her the mad esser yeah and, and it's just amazing that this is the second time i've heard about this well she jogs a lot she runs a lot and she's been she's been pooping on someone's lawn in front of their house for a couple weeks now and she's not but, stopped what yeah and they haven't caught her right they haven't, they haven't caught the woman yet what so. is wrong with right. the world there's actually, I just found, I, I just found a, a a news report. Maybe we could pull for later in the show. Don't worry about it now. Uh, we need to get our boy down to Houston to report on this. It's up on the <laughs> taking big ass poops <laughs> on the big ass loan. Um, reach ass people long. It's up on Deadspin if you want to to go and pull that. Maybe we can play. It's what? a CBS affiliate too, so we're sure we're allowed to she play. She must this. be going pretty early in the morning. To yeah. To do this,
2: right. Wow! What are your neighbors gonna say? All these rich ass people, <laughs> yeah, are pooping on the lawn.
1: What are they gonna say? Did he
2: ever get back to you, Mikey B? No. All
1: yeah. right. Uh, so we will uh, we'll play that news report for you later. But it's crazy. Uh, we've got Takio Spikes joining us in a couple of minutes. And the last time we had we have this audio. I'm assuming we have this audio. Mm-hmm. So the last time we had him on, while I was previewing the interview, I talked about how he's got the biggest neck. I've ever seen yeah. on a man. So we went and, and had a discussion about how large his neck was, and then we went back and bleeped neck and wanted to see how it sounded. Yeah. We played it for Takio. It was like the most I've ever seen a man laugh, I think, in my life. We played it for him. But uh, just as a preview for this interview now, here's the bleeped version of us talking about Takio's neck. I vowed to have this be my first question. Is your still as big <laughs> as it was during your playing career because you had the most impressive d- I've ever seen on a human
3: well no it isn't oh man now what I will tell you though it's still bigger than yours of course it, is. <laughs> it can't be can't be filled out everywhere else if you don't have the foundation of the <laughs>
1: Okay. Did you have the biggest <laughs> that of any of your teammates or anybody that you ever played against?
3: No. I'm gonna tell you who gave me a run for my money now. lavar Harrington. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah Levar another had a big neck, one.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he he had a tree trunk too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my favorite part. <laughs> this is you going, Yeah, yeah Levar had a big one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, anyway. where
2: well, did the ears begin and the shoulders,
1: yeah, I mean, come on. Wow. He had a tree trunk, too. Yep. That was us talking about his neck, <laughs> by the way. All right, he's going to join bad. us next to talk some NFL football to Keo Spikes. We're coming right back. This
3: is 15-year NFL veteran to Spikes, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports
1: Radio. Joining us right now. Is he here? 15-year NFL veteran. Big neck. Also author of Behind the Mask. We had him in studio promoting that wonderful book about NFL linebackers who played for a long time. And his big neck. In the league. And his giant neck that's not as big as it used to be, but still bigger <laughs> than ours. taquio Spikes, good morning. What's happening?
3: Top of the morning, fellas. How's everything up in the Big
2: Apple? Everything's good, my man. Namaste. Namaste.
3: So, <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, though, I know you guys have had a lot to talk about today since that watching that game last yeah, night. Yeah, huh? definitely, mm. and the, the Giants mm-hmm. are
1: uh, are in a whole world of hurt. Uh, when you saw that offense yesterday uh, against or last night against the Detroit Lions, were you thinking it was, it was more about the Giants' offense and their inability to execute or more about what the Detroit Lions were, were doing defensively to thwart the Giants' efforts? Uh,
3: I don't want to take anything away from the Detroit Lions. Their defense, I thought they played very good defense, very good. But at the same time, if you look at the history of what has happened a week prior, you've got to put a lot of blame on the Giants' offense. Uh, very lethargic play. It seems as if they never even came out of the locker room. You know, I, I didn't feel... You know, when you watch Monday Night Football, you, it, it charges you up. You get some type of feeling to where you, at least you wish when you're looking at that game on TV, you would like to think that, I mean, these guys understand they're on prime time and this may be the first time that people get a chance to really see the Giants or the Detroit Lions play. What type of impression do I want to leave? In their mind, after this game is over, the Giants didn't do that. They didn't. They didn't do a good job of that. Going all the way back, I, I tell you what was disappointing was, you know, the Giants never really have had a true running game. But I think they really need to develop one soon. Anytime you go into a game, prime time, action, you only averaging three point four yards to carry. That's collectively. That's bad. So, therefore, it's putting so much pressure on Eli. And Eli didn't, I mean, the obvious, Eli didn't look like the Eli that a lot of people want to see. Uh, I I know Eric Flowers didn't play well at all last night, Mm. and I truly believe that that made Eli kind of gunshot. He was shell-shocked. I remember one time he felt like somebody was coming behind him, and he just kind of crumbled to the ground you know and so you know i see things like this it's very hard it's very hard to to give certain guys the benefit of the doubt very disappointing if you're a new york giants fan this morning
0: welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it
2: Takeo, when you see Ben McAdoo calling out his quarterback, you had a delay again there uh, in the red zone. Uh you you've been in those locker rooms, you know, everyone is treated differently. Certain guys you can poke in a certain manner, others you go about a different tack. Were you surprised that McAdoo called out a two time Super Bowl champion?
3: Oh, huge. Very surprised. You never usually see that, Jones. Mm-hmm. And you you know, and you 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 know that and I was very surprised. Not only did he he do it one time, he he did it several times. Mm -hmm. And for me, looking behind the lines, I I know everybody is frustrated, but it's too early in the season for that type of behavior, in my opinion, to go on. It's only week two. So for me, it it pretty much tells me that these conversations have already been had, maybe – at the end of last year, maybe at, within the first two weeks of this year, he's had these conversations. I guarantee you him and Eli has talked. Mm-hmm. And so for him to come out and to keep reiterating, hey, you know, bad quarterback play, I, I mean, that's that was shocking. And And what I worry about and what I truly, truly worry about is when you have coaches who usually do that, not only is Eli listening, but the entire team is listening. And so, one, some guys react better to being called out if you are that type of coach who does it consistently all the time. But the problem is, is if you're not that coach who does it all the time, or, or at least if you, do, if you don't do it in front of the team, now guys will look at you and be like, who is this guy? Is he playing double agent? <laughs> yeah. He's trying to save himself? You know, so I, I think that's what it's going to boil down to who is being McAdoo on a consistent level Every day with these guys, in order for him to call out Eli and that nature, because at the end of the day, as you guys know, the, the 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 eye in the sky doesn't lie. We see what's going on. So as a coach, I don't, I really don't think that you really have to get on TV or anything and just blast your star player like that.
1: Gio and Jones with Takeo Spikes across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Uh this Lawrence Timmons story is is sad and I hope that it has a happier ending but he disappears the Dolphins don't know where he is he ends up at LAX trying to get back to Pennsylvania when you see a guy who plays a position plays as well as he had for a long time a lot of big hits and you hear a story about him you know, leaving the team like that someone who loves football as much as Lawrence Timmons does what's some of the things that that you think about when you hear that story Uh
3: I just think family I think, you know, I, it, I thought family, I thought it was a family issue in the beginning. And when I heard about, I haven't been caught up to, to date as far as what's been going on recently within the past 12 hours or so. But when I heard that he was coming from LAX, I, w- I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Lawrence He, I don't think he's from the West Coast. So for me, I don't, I don't understand it. I, d- I don't know. I don't know what he's going through, but I just hope someone is able to get to him or the guys who usually consistently talk to him all the time, I hope they're able to talk to him just to make sure he's okay. Because that's very I've never heard of that. I played the game for a long time. I've been watching the game for even longer. And I've never heard of guys just completely just go AWOL on game day.
2: That is so true. Uh, Let me ask you about Ezekiel Elliott. We've been debating whether or not he should go full board after a defender who has intercepted or scooped a fumble and and is attempting to return it. Uh, I say he should at least be in the picture frame if not going out and trying to form tackle uh, the guy. Uh, What say you? No, it's, it's,
3: it's only one person on the football field. If your quarterback throws an interception, it's only one person on that offensive side that probably shouldn't be chasing or at least chase and just look like he's trying to get there, but no, he can't get there. And that's the quarterback. If you're Ezekiel Elliott, you got to give me more effort than that. You just, you have to, I mean, you just have to. And I truly believe, I know LT made his comments with Damian Tomlinson said that, uh, he quit. Just his effort, his body motions on the sideline. He totally disagreed with that. And I get what LT is saying, but I'm gonna take it a step further. Uh, Prime Time said it. You know, maybe the cloud that's over his head, what he's going through, just knowing that he has to sit back and wait because his fate is in somebody else's hand. Dealing with, you know, the the litigation. From the NFL, as far as these guys, they want to suspend him. So I know it's a lot. I can can only imagine it's a lot. But at the end of the day, as a professional, if you're allowed to play, I know I went through a lot. And um, my father, he passed when I was playing. And I knew several months because he was diagnosed with brain cancer that he was going to go. It was just a matter of time. But I bring that point up just to remind, well, not just to remind, but just to kind of paint a picture to everybody. When I walked away from the field and had to deal with that, it, it tore me down. It was a lot on my shoulders. But when I stepped in between the lines on the field, it gave me a, a chance to not necessarily think about it at the time, but it really gave me a chance to black out everything just for a short period of time. And even though I know ezekiel is going through what he's going through when you're on that football field that's your safe haven at the moment and so this is your chance to be able to release a lot of frustrations this is your chance to be able to stay tunnel vision and stay locked in and get done what needs to get done and so for him to display that type of effort uh, that's totally unacceptable
1: Gio and Jones with Tequio spikes. I mean, do you really think though that all that stuff's going through his mind when he makes a decision not to give any effort on that player? is it just a guy who is not used to losing? Someone who's not used to having eight uh, eight uh, carries and nine yards, or vice versa, whatever the hell it was, and someone who's acting like a baby about it, as opposed to you know maybe all this stuff that that's weighing on him off the field. No,
3: I, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I don't want to get it twisted and want to sound like. Oh, the reason why he did that or he, did, he just gave bad effort is because he's going through this. Hey, at the end of the day, Gio and Joe, everybody is going through something. Everybody. So my point is, I'm saying is that at some point, we've all been used to winning. But when you get hit in the mouth consistently, <laughs> you got to step up to the plate yeah. and say, I'm going to keep battling just to show you you can't break my will. You can't make me quit because it's not in my DNA. And now, unfortunate for him, he's opened up a whole box of Pandora, whatever you want to call it, because every team that feels like, you know what? Now the blueprint is open. Now I mm-hmm. see who you are. Mm-hmm. And now I am going to pull your card every time. And I'm gonna make you fight. I'm gonna make you quit. You know, what? so and that's the problem. So not only do you have to worry about getting every defensive team best effort, but now it's going to become personal because guys know I can affect your soul just by continuing to hit you in the mouth. Mm, affect his soul. Mm.
2: Get all up in that thing, Fox Gio. Real now. quick, let me ask you about uh, Montez Burphy. Uh Can this guy
3: get right? I-, I will say this. I saw the last hit, and – I, I truly believe his reputation now is preceding him before he gets through the door. Mm-hmm. So, for me, my message to Vontae is, Vontae hey, let's take a trip up to New York. Show me what you're seeing on this tape, and let me explain to you how I see it on the field. And let's come to a common ground just so I can show you that I'm not trying to bulk the system. I'm trying to work with you because mm-hmm. a lot of the money you're taking, you're taking my retirement money. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want you taking my money like that. So I think he needs to be a little proactive. But uh, at the end of the day, I- I'll be real. A lot of Vontez, his attitude, his persona, his swagger, you know, that's who he is. And if, he, if that is taken away from Vontaze birthday, we won't see Devontae's perfect of the old. We won't see that Cincinnati Bengals defense have that swag to him to where they're going to come out there and it's, it's either you or me. And so I would like, I want him to continue to play with the reckless abandon that he's always played with, but I just want him to be a little smarter. Takeo, and then at the end of the day, you, you got to have a little political about you. You know, you got to talk to him.
1: Takeo, we always love talking to you. Thanks, man. We love your book, Behind the Mask. Check it out. It's a great portrait of linebackers who have played in a long time in the league. Thanks again, Takio. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Behind the mask, baby. There you go. Pick up
1: a copy. 15-year NFL mm-hmm. linebacker. Affect your soul. Takio Spikes. I'm going to affect your soul on this break. Please don't. Gio Do and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.